Um, I'll let you be the judge of that, but we are rolling. All right, we're rolling. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Table in a Basement. My name is Josh. My name's Jared. And with us this week, we have ourselves doing an episode. This is first one of the new year. Yes, first one of the new year. Just ourselves. We're riding solo. Yeah, and that's the treat in itself. Yeah. We may be here without any other friends to join us, but the fact we're here doing this yeah. is more than we've done in the last month or so because of projects. And now... I was, just before I hit record, I was asking Josh this as a question, so it can be a nice little a little uh, topic to dip the toes in first, just a little start. Okay. Um, there's always the cliche statement, new year, new me. Do you think anyone's ever been like, okay, new year, new me, I am going to be the biggest jerk now, uh, and they just, they don't, they make an effort to kind of just be a more terrible person or well, be worse? Well, that's the thing with resolutions. They don't have to be positive. Like, I guess that could be a thing. Like, I get stepped on all the time. Maybe I don't want to be stepped on anymore, and I'm going to be a jerk. I'm, I'm going to... Like, not yeah. more assertive. Like, I'm going to go the opposite direction in the extreme. I'm going to be a jerk now. Yeah. I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> I am fed up with it. <laughs> new year, new me. I'm going to just be mean to people. I'm going to call names. I'm not going to put up with nonsense, which I guess... Is admirable in a sense. Like, as somebody that's pretty passive, I think it's... There's something to it that, like, I don't fully relate to, where it's like, huh. Yeah, I don't relate to it either. There is something about it, like, if I look back at people that got pushed over a lot, I would definitely understand them for wanting to do that. And if they actually did and I witnessed it, I'd say, hey, nice. Yes. <laughs> like, other possible resolutions, like, have a bigger carbon footprint... Yes. Like, after spending years being, like, environmentally conscious, just being frustrated that no one else is, and it's just... So now you're, like... It's making your effort for nothing, so it's like, you know what? So I'm... I'm gonna be that person. I am gonna go right to the creek that flows by near my house and just dump all my trash. I'm tired of throwing my trash I saved so much money not having to pay to have my cans taken out every week. Yeah. I just dump it all in the creek. I just dump it all in the creek, because other people do it, and I'm tired of being the person that doesn't. Those fishies like bananas. <laughs> we don't know what they like because they're dead. Yeah. <laughs> but that's funny. I don't know. I, I yeah, that would be. You know what? Uh. I'm going to run less. I'm going to shower less. Yeah. I'm tired of these expensive soaps. I'm going to just like, I'm going to smell worse. That's my yeah. New Year resolution. Do you have a New Year's resolution though? No, I never. One? I never worry about it. It's just one of those things, like, I I don't know. Like, I feel like it's just, like, like as you approach the New Year's, like, ooh, it I'm going to, It makes an like, excuse. You say you're going to do all these things. But then there will be all the commercials here coming up in in uh, February about... Uh, February? February about, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not too late to get that New Year's resolution started. You know, no, that's like, the, it's yeah. not too late to start that gym. Like, that's my point with about. it. By, like, saying, like, I'm going to have, I'm going to wait till the New Year's to do this thing. That's just giving yourself time to not do it. And then if, like, if you're not, if, like, the more time you give yourself not to do it, the yeah. less likely you are to do it because you're going to keep putting it off. It's like, ironic if, that teachers and adults tell us procrastination is a bad thing, and yet it's pretty much ingrained in our yeah, culture. it really is. And that's the point, like... So the typical, I'm going to get in better shape. So, like, in a couple weeks in the New Year's, I'm going to start working out more. Like, okay, you could just do that now. 
Like, what is thought? Like, why yeah, can't you start what? that now? Because if you start that now, it's getting rid of that chance to, like, put it off. And then, like, you're going to, like, underthink. Like, you're not going to think about it as much because you know it's, like, it's put off. And then it gets here. And, like, oh, I don't want to do this, actually, because I haven't. Yeah. It hasn't been in, like, my immediate thoughts. So I forgot about it almost. It's funny. What got me to get back into shape. Now, granted, I might be going extreme the one way. So I need to write <laughs> the path. But what ended up, like, starting me on a path toward getting in shape was look whether i like it or not this hour and a half that i'm sitting here doing nothing is gonna pass and i'm gonna feel shittier if i wasn't at yeah. least like i might as well make it feel like well at least in that hour i did something yeah like it's definitely there's a sense of accomplishment with like all right i planked like for a total of like so many minutes today, and oh, I did this many push-ups. Like, okay, I did something with my day to at least that was physical. I mean, yeah. that's good. Like, it pays off kind of quickly, just because yeah. like, well, not so much physically, but just like mentally. Like, oh, I did this. I feel better about myself. For now me, like right now, this. it's like I love Netflix. If I this is a movie I want to see or a show that I want to watch or one that I'm casually interested in, I'm probably never gonna sit down and just watch this. But if I work out and watch it. Yeah. If I don't like it or it's just kind of filler, hey. I didn't it, waste my day. I didn't waste my day. I still feel like I got something done. Yeah, like that's – to save my knee, I'm doing more indoor, indoor biking right now. So, like, I play, like, my Switch when that happens. So, like, it's yeah. not that I'm just spending an hour of my day playing Oh, I would my do Switch. that, it's too. It's like I'm working out. It's perfect, especially for video games. Like, when I was playing Uncharted and stuff, I was like, yes, I'm probably going to spend way more hours than – I'm going to look back on this. Yes, I want to advance the story, but I'm going to feel like a piece of shit when it's been four hours yeah. and I've done nothing. But if I bike and struggle through a couple hours of that, then those next couple hours I can feel okay. Yeah. I think also, like, it helps me to, like, my biking goes on longer now just because, like, oh, I reached the point of my biking where I would normally stop. Like, I'm not done with this part of the game, so I'll mm-hmm. bike for a little longer. So, like, I actually well, yeah, work out more. yeah, you just pedal and lose track of yeah, time. it's great. How I long think do you bike for? I go about an hour at a really high resistance. Yeah, that's what I usually shoot for. Yeah. Like, then an hour is like 600 calories or, or something. Or at least how high my... I don't know if it's the... Hi, it says it's the highest resistance on the thing. Maybe I'm just so used to it, because I've been biking every day now for, like, a while. Yeah. So, maybe I'm just used to it. But, yeah, that's that's where I, I earn my big boy points. Yeah. Get my chicken tendies. Get my chicken tendies. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, so yeah, new year. This is exciting. Yeah. So I guess to start out the year, we'll introduce a new segment. Yeah. New year, new podcast, new segment. New year, new new year, same table in the basement. Yes. So this new segment is kind of going to be a slight adjustment to like the typical. Let's check the spam folder. This is going to be, um, is it spam? Is or, it spam? Well, I guess maybe that's not spam or not. I guess working title, working on it. So essentially. We have a spam email that is genuine from either from some sort of spam folder that I got it from, or it's an email someone wrote to make it look like spam that we're using. So I'll read you two emails, and you'll try to figure out which one the spam is. All right. So this first one is, Salam, Mr. Table in a Basement. I am hoping, sorry, Salam, Mr. Basement Table, because that's the email. Okay. Email is, what's it, basementable.yahoo.com. Yeah. So, Salam, Mr. Basement Table. I am hoping this email is finding you in best spirit. Wait, it's not table in a basement at yahoo.com? I forget what it is. Have I been plugging the wrong email for over... Wait, 
maybe six uh, months now. Wait, I, 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 stop talking. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'll correct it whenever. Okay. I, wait, I think it is table in a basement. Okay. Basement table is the Twitter. <laughs> Christ, no wonder why no one's reaching <laughs> out to us. No, I think we're right. Basement table is the Twitter thing. It's the Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So it's not Mr. Basement. So it says Mr. Basement Table in the email address. All right. Sorry, in the email. Blech. Oh, my gosh. This is – maybe we should just not do this segment because we can't get one line in without it falling apart. Sorry. I'm ready. <laughs> new year, new me. Fuck you. <laughs> I am hoping this email is finding you in best spirits and health. I am writing to you because of recent and very humongous sum of United States dollars that I have received from the kindness of dying billionaire Mr. Bill Gates and Melinda, his wife. Mr. Bill Gates Melinda, his wife, was very sick from many horrific diseases, including cancer, and was also in tragic helicopter crash over Microsoft headquarters in Redmond, Washington. Before his body exploded in fireball, Mr. Bill Gates pl- prayed for many hours and sent me an email that changed my life forever. In his email, he told me that I was long-lost son Mr. Logan Gates, heir to the fortune of Bill and his wife Melinda Gates, who are both dead now, and so I am the sole inheriting of his giant money. This is where you come in, Mr. Table. Because of United States citizen, you were very beloved by Mr. Bill, who, as we all know, is an impressive charity man. In last email of his life, I mentioned before, he personally names you and 99 other lucky individuals with whom I am allowed to share his treasure of $104.9 billion United States dollars. However, that before, sounds a bit high. <laughs> however, before I can prove to my bank and you are sorry, bank that you are real basement table and wire you the funds, you will need to send me a secure package. So one, the full name and address from driver's license card, official United States Social Security Administration number, blank check from account that you will receive money into, a small sample of your own blood for testing in our Microsoft lab for legitimacy. Thanks again to my friends, and may the spirit of Mr. Bill Gates and dead wife smile down on you from heaven. <laughs> Yours truly, Mr. Logan Gates, real billionaire and chief president of Microsoft Corporation. My wife. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that's the fake one. <laughs> but, but, but let's read it. There an, seems like way too much grammatical correctness. That's the thing. So let's read a real spam. And actually, maybe we'll have like this very sobering realization of how close. Of how Bad wow, we've gotten a lot this last month. The spam folder, really. New year, new spam. That's amazing. All right. All what right. was the knockoff of spam? Prem? Prem. <laughs> so this is, I need your partnership. Hello, dear. How you, oh my, I can't read these. How you and your families are doing today. I am Mr. Taboo Zogod, an official with United Bank from Africa. My message may come to you as surprise, but don't be surprised about that. However, it is my honest desire to share it is my honest desire to share a mutual business relationship with you for which I am contacting you today. Please can you use ATM Visa card to withdraw money at ATM cash machine in your country? I want to transfer money to you from my country. It's part of money taken by some old politician that was forced out of power. I will change the account details to yours and apply for a Visa card with your details in our bank. They will send the Visa card to you, and you will be withdrawing money with it and always send my own percentage of money, and the money we are talking about is United States $4.5 million. Oh, my gosh. 
Whatever amount you withdraw daily, you will send 50% to me, and you will take 50%. The Visa card and the bank account will be on your name, and I will be waiting for your information as soon as possible. So, your full name, your country, your home address, your age, your sex, your occupation, your direct private telephone number. Get back to me with your details as listed below on my private email address if you are interested. So that's the thing. So Okay, so here's... Go ahead, Jerry. First sorry. off, shout out Logan, yes. is whom I'm, I'm assuming did the spam thing, because I actually enjoyed that and was entertained. I could tell which one was real and which one was not because I was actually thoroughly entertained by Logan's and it was created... I got exhausted yes. by the real spam. <laughs> That's a, like, yeah, so Logan wrote us a fake one and sent it, to us just to like, use this for this um this segment. But like, that's the thing though, like it when you read the actual spam email, like it's like, is it the language barrier between African languages and English that make it exhausting to read? Well, that's a, I don't know if this person's actually from Africa. I feel like that's just like an easy sort of like, this is an impoverished nation. This is also like, it's very like politically in turmoil frequently. And like, there's just lots of really weird, like, yeah, like Africa, like depending on where you are, like the culture completely changes. So, like it's reasonable. To oh, there's believe, like, like hundreds of different languages. Yeah, it's, like it's an easy place to like set up like this kind of like this scam out of because like oh like everything's yeah. there's lots of weird moving parts of africa so like it's reasonable to believe that there might have been a politician that was forced from power and like there's like this money set aside, oh no but, there definitely was yeah so like it's have you i think the top corrupt nations in the world are all pretty much probably i think somalia is up there and that's part of africa nigeria yeah it's yeah. been up there a long time that's granted they're opposite sides of the continent yeah. um but well, similar like to what Logan said in the last episode, it's like it's so hard to write a fake spam email just because like to capture like this is like to capture that like like one they're trying to like get money out of you, so like they have to figure out like a way to do that. But yeah. also how they communicate it, and they also have to like make up like these fantastical scenarios to like make it sound like mm-hmm. it's just it's hard to do and hard to replicate well because like <laughs> I it's, love it's an down art. Melinda <laughs> like it's an art in a sense. Like it's. It's done so poorly. Yeah. But, like, it's funny and just, like, terminology that's used that doesn't translate it, well. It's funny because, yeah, you, like, Logan replicating it, it was still, like, <laughs> better, more developed yes. than someone that's actually trying to do the scam. Yes, like, Logan trying to write an intentionally humorous fake spam email. Had developed, a more developed Like, it was more idea. developed... Yeah, it was more developed than, like, the actual spam email. And that's amazing. It's like, hey, person, um, politician is now gone, and we have money to give to you. Just make a, give us your information, and we'll make a credit card. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. That just, it baffles me. Yeah, it's real. it's strange. It's really, really strange. So, yeah, that was I really spam like that, emails. Though. And, man, it is a difficult to read, too, because it's, like, trying to, like, like, a yeah. lot of those grammatical errors weren't me missaying things. It was, that's how the email was wrote. Well, and the, <laughs> the definite, I mean, they, we used to learn about run-on sentences in school, but man. Yeah, it's just paragraphs. They, one sentence. Yeah. The run-on sentences they're doing in Africa man. or wherever. It's crazy. It's exhausting. The run-on sentences they're doing in, insert impoverished nation here. <laughs> um, it's just immensely yeah. larger. It's challenging. So yeah, that was the spam. 
moving on, do you have a segment you would like to continue with, or what do you want to talk about, Jared? What All do you right. want to soothe people's ears with on whatever day this happened to be they're listening to? Well, uh, let's see. Um, I gotta find. Oh wow. Sorry, I've been, like, jotting down recipe stuff since, uh, <laughs> I never thought, I mean, this can be a topic, I never thought I would be so excited to get kitchen household appliances yeah, for okay. Christmas. I agree with you. As an adult, it's fun to think of the possibilities in the kitchen. Like, like I like eating things, and I like anything that are good, so, like, especially, I like, like, making things. Yeah, the sense of, like, also when you do it yourself, it's, like, a sense of accomplishment. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be, like, well executed, and, like, a restaurant sense but like i did this and it tastes pretty good so yeah like i did the i got an air fryer air fryers are awesome and an instant pot but this story i'm talking about involves the air fryer so instant pot i'll give you a shout out later but make way for the big <laughs> boy um i did these like roasted brussels sprouts mm. and i tossed them in a thing with like olive oil salt pepper and garlic salt and just like Mixed them all up together, almost like wings, almost like seasoning wings. Yeah. And you put it in for like 15 minutes, and I got that nice fried taste with all that vat of oil, a way easier cleanup, and I just felt a real sense of accomplishment. Well, kind of going off that, it uses less oil, though. And whenever I've eaten things that are air fried, they taste like they're less oily. It used not literally the only oil was the olive oil that yeah. tossed the sprouts. Yeah, it's like it's not, even like it's... Feels a little. It, I think it is hard because, like, yeah, there's less oil. Like, there's just, no oil. Yeah. Well, for some of the things, there's literally no oil. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, like what's it? Air fried tater tots. Just like yeah. are so much crispier too. It's, it's pretty much like an oven. Yeah, like I feel better eating it, but also like it makes it gets a better crispiness in my mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. So I was, you know, really happy about it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Trey was a little heavy. Three stars. Three stars. Um, <laughs> I put a little too much in and made it hard to pull out. Yeah, three, uh, three stars. Um, <laughs> so, no. Um, I was going to, since we both work with kids, in yeah. a way, in a sense, um, I was going to share some things that I recently heard, and I want to know, is it eye-opening or stupid? Okay. Like, so, my one nephew comes up to me well actually i've been trying no i was driving him to school and he was asking me about like how big dinosaurs were so i was like okay interesting conversation because based off the bones we know a lot of them pretty big so i i said you know oh they were really big and he was like like big as a house and i was like yeah i think some of them were actually like bigger than our house and he said what about a giant were they bigger than a giant (laughs) <laughs> and then, <laughs> so here's where I'm, okay, mythological, not real. How do I answer this? Well, that's a good question, buddy. I would say maybe a giant's bigger. So then he just says to me, yeah, did you know a giant is called a giant? Pause, pause, pause. Because they're giant. And I looked huh. up at him through the rearview mirror. <laughs> so I'm driving him to school. I said, I don't know whether I respect you as a two-year-old right now or if I should uh, put you on timeout. Like, that's, that's, like, the most, like, 
like a kid like isn't gonna understand just like how silly that is. Yeah, but that's I don't know. That's part of part of what would be great now. Uh, granted, this already idea has already been done, and this guy's a monster. But part of what was great about kids say the darndest thing is they didn't realize what they were they saying. They were was, funny. Yeah, like this is like a, just like a serious thing he's saying. Yeah, but like it sounds profound to him. Probably you're like it really does. smart. And uh, but I mean like like the face he made was like he was just like a matter of fact. Does any I need to share this with the world? Wait and a second. Then, Giant is a word that describes big things, and, and giants are, are giant, big. And they're called giants. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I just looked at him and said, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, sure, buddy. So then the other thing that he said recently, um, he was running through the house, and his dad told him to walk. And he's like, wait, I'm running? And his dad was like, yes, and I should walk. Yes, please walk. And then same, same nephew says, run and walk are like the same thing. But run starts with an L and walk starts with G. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> and I... His dad just, I think, stared there dumbfounded, like, huh. I get it, you're only two, but what do I say to that? I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how I would handle that either. Like, no, I guess, just, yeah, it's just one of those things, like, it's just, it's just so dumbfounding, you just have to leave it alone. Yeah. If there's nothing I can do to correct this right now, that'll be fruitful for anybody. And again, if a comedian said this, I'd be like, he's a genius. <laughs> like, he doesn't even understand. Yeah. That's, so, <laughs> that sums up kids really well. That, I'm still, especially like toddler, like kids that are first speaking. Yeah. The thing with that though too like to fix that like you're just gonna like i mean to try to correct him it's just gonna leave him more confused oh i trust me i did so i uh he was talking about his friends emma and owen out in pittsburgh and how they're his cousins and i was like yeah i know them and there's a wait you know emma and owen yes they're my niece and nephew what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, so you know Griffin and Paxton up there? Yeah, they're also my nephews. What? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, just does this drawn out, what? <laughs> just the amazement. Like, I was like, you know, I do respect it because trying to figure out the family dynamic. My Aunt Cindy, when I found out she was my mom's sister, <laughs> my head. Oh, crap. So I get it. But yeah. I'm, I find myself at a crossroads where I'm like, what do I say, and what do I just shake my head and just keep driving? I think what I've learned is just, like, to let them live in, live in that wonderment for a while. Because, like, there's really nothing that you get out of me correcting you or me, like, telling you, like, how to, like, so, like... Yeah. Correcting him on the giant thing, like, just let him believe that. Like, because it's, like, it's true... And, like, it makes him feel good that he thinks he knows something. But it's also said, really ridiculous. Yeah. It doesn't mean well, anything no, really. I was like, huh, that's, you make a good point. <laughs> that's all, that's all I left yeah. it at. <laughs> like, there was, 
like Logan and I used to work at the same community center, and like we were like the one time like there was like a fog machine up in the attic. We were trying to get work. And we brought it down, and we had it plugged in. And also there was like some lights we found up in the attic too that we had plugged in, and like. The kids didn't know what the fog machine was, but this one just, kid just came over and just is like, and one I'm like, wow, that's awesome. But, like, he doesn't know what this is. Yeah. And, like, me just, like, trying to explain this thing to him or what we're doing with what it. What do you see? It is this. Yeah, like, it just let this kid think it's, like, a robot box and, like, it does fun yeah. things and yeah. whatever. And that's where I'm at with it. Yeah. It's funny, though. Like, I don't remember what it's... I know I was like that, but I don't remember what it's like to be like that, and I exactly. would love to experience so it again. So I think again. it's some of it's it's a little bit of me, like when they say, so, I wonder what I made observation-wise. Yeah. Like really just silly, nonsensical things I that were wrong. I ate dandelions, I know that. I mean, so they're probably miles ahead of me. Maybe. Like, I mean, the kid I'm talking about was putting sentences together at, like, 15 or 16 months. Okay, well, so, I guess that leads to a different conversation. So I think, like, academically, kids are progressing faster because, like, we figure out how to teach them better, but at the same time, practically real-world outside. Like, yeah, I'm eating dandelions, but now I know they don't taste very good. Yeah. Where, like, a kid that, like, so you could not... That kid doesn't have that experience, and he won't know that till he does it. Yeah. So, like, having, like, a 7-year-old, like... Yeah, eating, this is the same kid... That, uh, this is true because, uh, the stray cat's out in the barn. So this kid that put all the sentences together tried to inform me which cat was the boy and girl cats out in the barn. And he said, I can tell that one's a boy and that one's a girl because that one has a penis and a butt and that one just has a penis. (laughs) (laughs) And I... All right. I stopped myself from correcting him, and I just said, all right, buddy, <laughs> and walked. Well, I didn't walk away because I had to supervise him. Yeah. But just I shook just your head. shook my yeah. head. Like, I told this story, like, a long time ago. It was over the summer. Like, I watched a different, like, summer camp, like, a group of kids that would be, like, elementary school age just, like, eating grass. Yeah. So, like, when did you eat? Like, when were you eating dandelions, Jared? Uh, four. Okay, five. so, yeah, like, these kids would have been, like, probably, like, early to mid-elementary school, a couple years after you, doing the exact same thing because they haven't experienced it because they probably weren't put in a situation like, oh, yeah, I'm eating weeds. This isn't good. This isn't really... Mm -hmm. I'm not getting anything out of this. Like, you don't... Like, kids, academic-wise, it helps them to mature and develop just to, like, get ready for testing. But at the same time, there's this practical knowledge that you can only get through experience. And, like, if you keep a kid in a classroom doing that, they're not going to get the practical knowledge. Yeah. That's a good point. Like, let kids outside, I guess, is my main point. Take your kids outside. Take your kids outside. If you live in the city, a rough neighborhood, well, I don't know. Go to a petting zoo? Yeah. Well, I guess also, kind of, like, to validate this point, it's really great to sit there and, like, educate your kids really well and, like, get them a head start on these things. But, like, they're not going to know what to do with this knowledge. So, like, you have them the ability to concoct these sentences, but then the way they use these sentences and, like, this understanding of language is to say things like, running starts with L. L and <laughs> walk starts with G. Yeah, so, like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like teaching a kid how to drive a car, but then you let them drive the car and they don't understand how the road works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I can drive this car, but, like, you're in a field just, like, going in circles. Yeah. There's no practical use for, like, what you've showed them how to do. <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite. 
But I will I will say that kid with farm equipment and construction vehicles, he knows his stuff. I saw him at his uh, second birthday. Some kid saw his cake. Whoa, that's a really cool tractor. It's a combine. It's a combine. Thank you very much. (laughs) Just like, hey, Landry, do you see that bulldozer by the construction site? That's an excavator, Jared. Excavator. Uncle Jared. Uncle Jared. (laughs) Interesting. All right. What what do you... All right. So I have... A new kind of segment. So this is will be on a scale of one to five. So I'm going to give you some situations that I kind of I've been asking people lately. Like essentially, like I've been going to people like giving them. It's more things related to kids again. So like this is kind of related to like would you rather? Like we're doing the other week with like Mm -hmm. different like situations for your kid to be in. So this is kind of okay. Like all these are along that same line, but just like not so much a would you rather. Like would you be okay with this? So on a scale of one to five, I'm going to give you some scenarios for like a future potential kid or a hypothetical kid. Like would you be okay if this kid was involved with this? So this first one, would you be okay a kid into their late high school still making mud pies? On a scale from one to five, like still like not like I've asked people like in like a fancy creative like no like it's still just like them patting dirt and rocks together. Like, would you, like, on a scale from one to five, would you be okay with this scenario? Um, and explain your rating. Uh, oh, boy. No. <laughs> I should go one way or the other. I was going to say it depends on the kid, but that, that could be taken a lots of bad ways. It's your, it's your typical kid. Like, this is somebody that I produce. This is somebody that I'm raising no, to No, I'm going to say four or five because at some point you're not even trying. So, and like, you're okay with would, it? No, I, as in five, four or five, I'm not okay. Or The scale is one to five, so five being I'm okay with this happening. Oh, okay, so one or two. Okay. Because if you're in high school, I'm going to say... It's like the people that say, oh, you know, man, I can't even draw. So they don't even try to actually, they just like make a stick figure and half-ass a thing. And it's like, if you were in art class and did that, I would smack you upside the head. <laughs> like, at least try. I would rather it have this be this gratuitous, inobstensible clay blob. And it's like, at least you tried. The kid with the stick figure, he didn't try. Well, what if... I just thought of this. What if it's being used as, like, a therapeutic sort of thing? So, like, I had a long day of school. I'm going to go home, and I'm just going to pat mud together. Well, see, that's a different <laughs> situation, and I'd say that's okay. <laughs> I guess what is He's not to do- be? Uh, it's not for a grade. Okay. It's like, yeah. I guess it depends on, yeah, like, what's Like, I'm for? sorry. As a teacher, I'd be pissed because you're, like, trying to. As a creative outlet, it's not okay because it's just lazy or as a therapeutic thing. I just like to pat mud together. <laughs> Fine. You know what? That's fine. You're not hurting anyone. You're not helping anyone, but you're not hurting anyone. Yeah, you're helping yourself, so it's better than nothing. Okay. So fine. Go for it. But no, the a kid in an art class that just says, I'm not creative, so you know what? I'm not even going to try. <laughs> like, come uh, yeah, on. That's, okay, as I just, my last day of something with this this week, so like a small commentary. My least favorite kids to have in class were the ones that just didn't care or didn't put any effort in. Yeah. That's, like, I'm there to help, to ask you to do things. Like, here's assignments. You don't have to do it well. And, like, I understand there's things that the teacher can help you with that you can't do right now. But, like, at least put an effort in. So, like, yeah, kids that, like, all right, this kid just doesn't give a crap. Like, those are more often the kids I didn't like having or, like, I didn't look forward to having. So, like, other kids that I like, like, with people like, that were friendly and were, like, funny but also that put an effort in. Yeah, that's what I'm there. Like, tried. I'm there... Like, 
it's a bad reflection on me if nobody does anything. So, like, yeah. I want you to do things, but the kids, are like, especially with high school, like, I can't make you do stuff. Yeah. And if you're just going to sit there and just, like, opt not to do it, like, that's just you being lame. So, yeah, like, effort's important. So, I guess with this, too, like, with making mud pies, like, if it's a really nice mud pie, like a bakery-level looking mud pie, I guess that's something. I guess, yeah. But it's still... <laughs> but when I think of a mud pie, I think of, no, like, not even really trying. Yeah, like, and like, hey, the, we're on the pottery yeah. wheel today. Da-da! Yeah, and, like, that's, that's what I meant it to be, just, like, making, like, very, like, low-grade, like, yeah. second-grader. I'm just, like, slapping rocks and mud into yeah. a container. So one or two for Jared. One or two. All right, this next one. So would you be okay with your kid becoming a roaming samurai? It's like your kid just like one day decides, you know what? I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of, I'm ti- no, like I'm tired of society. Like the way like people want me to kind of go in like these boxes, like go to college or work a trade. Like, no, I just want to be a samurai and just like gets a sword, gets a suit of armor and just walks away from time to time. Like you get like a letter from them. That's like very, like it's very like old fashioned. Like they learned, clu- oh my they learned the calligraphy. calligraphy. Yeah. And like they send it to you. Like it comes like five, on five. Yeah. Like I think that's cool. Honestly, I'm going to encourage him. to. If he says, I've been thinking about doing this, don't think, just do. Like, I had mentioned this to Nikki. Like, her main holdup was, like, she would want to hear from them more often. But I feel like that's, like, part of, like, the Honestly, no news is good news. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you keep hearing about what they're about to do, you're going to worry about them. If you get one here yeah, and there. And like, as a samurai, that implies some sort of, like, violent altercation at some point. Like, even, like, they're not going to be a bad samurai unless... Well, me, I can't say that for sure. Unless they're kid, a Ronin or whatever. Yeah, that's the correct term, Ronin. But like Keanu like, Reeves, like I'm just like a roaming samurai trying to do good in the world. Like that involves me. Like, oh, there's a person trying to hurt another person. I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna cut this person down. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I think that's cool. I think that's super cool. And I would like my kids out there fighting people with a sword and doing good in the world. I'm okay with this. I'm yeah. worried about them, but I'm okay with this. I'm worried about them, and if I don't get a letter. I'll just assume something happened, and you know what? I'll, like, well, I guess I'll just, like, burn his stuff, and I'll, I'll, I'll scatter his ashes into the wind, but it'll just be all his old clothes. <laughs> That'd be, I think that would be, like, instead of, like, studying abroad, like, I'm just going to travel the countryside as a samurai. Yeah. And I'm going to fight for justice. And You know what? Yeah. I'd, five. <laughs> go for it. Live yeah. your dreams. Say, I'm okay with that. And I think that's very much an adult male thing, too. Like, just, like, the idea of, like, my kid's a samurai? That's just, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, is your kid badass like mine? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, my son's going to, to be a... My kid's an honor student and going to MIT. Well, cool. My kid's out there fighting who knows what. Yeah. My kid's going for nursing. Oh, really? <laughs> I I don't know this for sure, but I'm, I have this suspicion my kid's fighting a dragon right now. Yeah, he could be. He's in the mountains fighting a dragon. Either to way, the town. even if he's just meditating, he's bringing honor. Either way. So, all right, last one I have written down. So, on a scale from one to five, your kid becomes impassioned to performance art. And the way that they choose to perform is they go to active war zones and they set up an umbrella, and they just stand under the umbrella in a mime outfit. Like their performance cart oh. is standing under an umbrella, dressed as a mime, just silently in war zones. So, like, okay. from time to time, like, you're, like, seeing, like, a National Geographic article about, like, the war in the Middle East. And, like, there's, like, just, like... He's there, like, doing the yeah, wall. like, you see just, like, American troops, like, they're just, like, kind of, like, preparing themselves. But, like, off in Disney, you, like, see, like, this very, like, out-of-focus mime underneath an umbrella just standing there. Because it's, like... <laughs> it's kind of like those, uh... 
the clips of the drawn together where they'd show the armed people in the closet and they'd Photoshop in like random stuff. Yes. I feel like the armed people kicking in the closet, like a cow in there, like <laughs> Yes. Okay. So Aye. active military zone looking just absolutely ridiculous, but it's their performance in quotation marks. Well, like it means a lot to them to display this, like this commentary on war. I don't know what the commentary is because it's. I mean, performance art honestly pisses me off. So I would. It's very silly. I think like uh, the guy recently that stayed under a rock for two weeks or something. Yeah, and that was his performance art, and it's just like no, no. That's not art. Yes. What's that? I think that was stunt. That's a publicity stunt. Yeah. I think it was, there was a documentary now episode about a performance artist. Yes. Like like the lady. Yes. Like she was like, actually hers, it was done as like a caricature, but it also, it made sense to a point. Like, it's like, just like her treatment by like this one guy was like Fred Armisen's character in it was really funny. But like, generally speaking, I had to do like a report on performance art and just, I would agree. It's not something I understand. And I do think just, the extremes people go with it. I just, I don't get the, to me, the intention behind it always seems insanely selfish. It doesn't seem like a, hey, I'm doing a commentary that the war is wrong and that we need to, or that genocide's wrong and we need to bring awareness to what's happening in this place. It's like, okay, but what does you doing that, like, why couldn't we have just donated to a charitable fund? Why am yeah. I watching you sit inside a rock? Like, I think it was, like, Yoko Ono and John Lennon at one point. Did, did, were they the ones that, like, just, like, just stayed in bed for a long time? I think so. Yeah, I just remember that. Like, it doesn't – I get that there is a meaning behind this, but, like, yeah, like – You're not – I guess, like, yeah, like, my understanding of it, which is obviously something, like, is from the outside perspective on us, so that's very limiting, I know. But at the same time, it's just, like, I don't – from the outside perspective, I don't get it. Like, what... Yeah. Like, performance... I guess that's another thing, too. Like, the outside, in some way, should be impacted by it, because that's the point. Like, if it's just for the other performance artists that will seek to understand the meaning of it, like, you're not really making an impact. You're just, like... Yeah. I want to I wanna bring awareness to um, the, uh, the conflict in Syria right now and the conflict in the Middle East, so I'm going to party with a bunch of college frats and sororities. <laughs> <laughs> That's my performance. He's just be there doing a keg stand. Dude, what are you doing here? You're way too, uh, performance. I guess that's another thing. Like, can you really, I guess, I mean, that's, that would obviously be done in satire, but like, <laughs> can you really say that's not a performance art if you choose to call it that? I could like, I where is the like, argue? Yeah, like, where do you draw the line? I don't, I don't get performance yeah. art. I don't get modern art. Where they just, like, weld a bunch of stuff together and they say it has meaning to it. Yeah. And I, think I don't that's, get performance yeah, art. Yeah, modern art. Art those in are, general, I think, is a very weird... Yeah, it's broad. But I, those are the two particular ones where it's like, I just don't understand. And maybe someone would have to explain it to me. Look, I'm not ignorant. I'm dumb. Yeah. I'm dumb. So someone could explain it and... I don't yeah, know. like maybe could, I'd be like, oh, okay. I think I see what you're saying now. Yeah, like you could educate me on it and make me not ignorant, but at the same time, I'm still not going to get it. Probably, like John Lennon and Yoko, if they stayed in bed to bring awareness about give peace a chance, that's, that's just being fucking lazy. Yeah, like I, I just I just go sleep in my bed. Say like, I can do the same thing just out of the fact I don't work today. Yeah, I'm gonna 
eat candy all day to make a commentary on obesity in our country. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I think, so with the art thing, like you mentioned, I think I was watching, like, Adam ruined everything or something. I saw, like, which makes sense. Like, art is very much, like, the value of art is just decided by, like, the art industry. So, yeah. like, here's, yeah. like, there's really no reason this person's painting sh- should be valuable, especially, like, a modern art, because, like, it's not, you could argue, like, it's not done well, which I think is a fair thing to argue, especially with a lot of modern things. So, like, it's just splattering paint on a wall. Like, it's not done well. Elephants not, do it at the zoo. Yeah, like, it's, that's not done with technique. So, like, if you look, like, at, like, Picasso. Picasso had a style, and he was good at the technique of actually, like, painting and making these pictures. Yeah. Where, like, these other, like, these other more abstract, well, not even then, like, abstract can be, like, done with skill, too. It's just, I think there's a skill to things, and, like, from my understanding of how I think it should work, I think the skill should determine whether it's yeah. good, at least part of it. It also should be, like, yeah, it's just, there's so much subjective nature yeah, to like it. Yeah, like, when and, people just splatter all over it, art. Yes. Like, okay, but anyone could do that. And, yeah, I think it's kind of pretentious for the industry to decide what has value just based off of what they think should have value. Like, it's not really related yeah. to anything. I don't know. Once again, from an outsider's perspective, I don't understand the art industry. It yeah. just it seems silly to me to just take things that are just that art paint splatterings and then pretend like it's more than what it is. That That's kind of how I feel as well. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think you kind of nail it. Yeah, like... I. So, like... I don't get it. Let's just take... I really don't. Somebody just paints, like, this landscape scenery. Mm-hmm. And they do a good job on it. I'm going to get a lot more out of looking at that that some no-name person made rather than just like, oh, here's this really well-known artist. They took a paint thing, they put a little, like, firefighter in and exploded... Yeah. And, like, this is their art, and it's a statement on the soup industry and how Campbell's is ruining the soup industry because they're getting rid of sodium, and sodium is what makes soup good. Like, that's what this is. Like, you know, that, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. One, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Two, yeah, I exaggerated. That's why that's it doesn't gonna, make any sense. But. I'm going to run naked <laughs> at the next sporting event I go to to protest the... Yeah, back to the performance <laughs> art. gluten-free epidemic. Yeah. yeah. It's just... I don't know. Just the visual of it, I think, is more important to me as a person. I'd rather have something that looks cool or looks interesting rather than just like, yeah. here's this thing I made. It doesn't look nice. You don't like to look at it. You but just don't understand. Yeah. That's the thing, too. Like, you can't. That's, that can be your defense. There's a lot of pretentiousness. Yeah. And, well, I. I, will, I won't even shy away from it. There's a lot of pretentiousness about that in music, yeah. too. I would agree. So, like. Uh. I don't know. Like, I may not see it with the art and painting stuff to know that, but I can I can tell you with the music stuff, there is a lot of, uh, especially for, like, different genres. Like, you got your people that are just in one thing, and if you are this, you're immediately trash, or you're there above you. I guess, yeah, I guess... Sorry, like, now, like, as I think about it, I'm being pulled the other way. So, like, I was thinking about painting again, well, so... yeah, and I I will fully admit I was one of those people. Like, but now as I've gotten older, I've learned, like, so many... With so many different styles of music, like, the talent it takes is way more than I ever yeah. understood or could comprehend. It's like, 
it makes me feel really dumb. I mean, I'm glad I'm not ignorant to it anymore. Yeah. But it's like, wow, I was I was a dumb kid that, yeah. that I thought that certain mm-hmm. thing didn't take talent. It's like, that takes more yeah. talent than this. Yeah. So, like, with the painting thing, like, at the coffee shop I go to, this person has, like, a lot of, like, it's more modern stuff. And, like, it's very, like, it it doesn't look good. Like, that's, like, my first, int- like, my first impression of it. Okay. Like, the one is, like, these two people kissing, but, like, they're kind of, like, it's, like, really grotesque. Like, they're melding together. And, like, I guess I kind of get the meaning behind it. And maybe if they explain it to me, I would get it even more so. Which, I guess, on that end, I can't argue that it's not good because it did what it was supposed to do, I guess. If it's supposed to make you uncomfortable, I guess that's one form of art, but... Yeah. And I... I guess my main, like, it's not, like, it's kind of like with poetry, too. Like, it's not that I'm arguing just, like, how you express yourself, like, the meaning you're trying to, like, get out there. I'm not arguing that. I'm not devaluing that. I'm just, it's more of just my commentary on not understanding the industry and what, what is perceived as being valuable and good versus what is perceived as not being exactly. good art. That's what I don't yeah. get, and that's what I kind of like to poke fun at. No, I agree. It has nothing to do with, like, people trying to, like, make a statement or like ha- or it's not me criticizing it based off my lack of understanding of the definition or meaning behind the work it's just the fact that there's this industry out there that just kind of arbitrarily decides which paintings have value and which artists have value versus which ones don't and which ones aren't good no it's true i yeah it's the same yeah like like we said with the music like it's like saying that or like it is it kind of is this way like the popular music of america is kind of what makes people's understanding of what is good or what isn't. Yeah. Like, pop music is like, oh, like, this is what's popular. That means, like, anything, like, in, like, the metal or alternative scene, this isn't good because this isn't in the popular music style. Mm-hmm. Like, it affects a lot of people's taste. But because... then you have the people that are in the metal or yeah, those they, alternate yeah, the ones alternate. that it, they hear it's pop. Yeah. yeah, that's trash. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, it goes both ways. It's like, okay, but I see your foot tapping along with the beat. Yeah. And it's like, come on, man. You got to acknowledge yeah. This may have been produced by, like, a team of songwriters, but they came up with a hook and they developed it. Like, there is a talent behind it. Yeah, it's like, like we, we decide what's good and what's not based off these things that have nothing to do with how enjoyable it is to us. Yeah. It's like, here's the genre and here's a genre. I like this genre, which means I can't like that genre because that genre is not this genre. Yeah. It's really silly. I don't get that. It's really confusing, too, to try to explain like, my head's, like, it feels like I'm just saying the same word over and over. But, but, yeah. I mean, maybe it's hypocritical that I'm not being open to it, but I don't think I'll ever understand performance art. No. Going into a war zone with an umbrella dressed as a mime. Which is an extreme, but... It's an extreme, <laughs> but you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if someone has done yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, the one book, Into the Wild. I never read it. That's the kid that... Yeah, like, I that, never read it either. That's uh, I I love hearing Tyler explain it. <laughs> Tyler Diddy. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> We're gonna fix that. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like that. Like, it's not that wasn't meant to be a performance art piece, but that's just like somebody deciding but to no, take. I love to do an extreme thing, and like it just. So it's like yeah. I I love the people that are like, yeah, it's so cool that he gave up on nature and blah blah blah. And I love when Tyler's like. Yeah, he's some trust fund wealthy kid that was just like, yeah, no one understands me. I'm going to Alaska. And then he died. And then dies. Like, I love the way Tyler explains it. We need, that needs to be a segment. We need to just like... Tyler explains. Tyler explains. Just like have Tyler's like very quick snippets of explaining things like that. 
Like, here's a thing that people know like, really well. Like, what's your interpretation of it? Like, how would you tell someone about this? That'd be a good segment. We need to do that at some point. Yeah. So anyways, I don't know why. For some reason, to talk about, like, the extremes of performance art and thinking of the end of Wild Kid just well, no, relate I, to each other Because it is one of those, what was it? He had, did he finish college or was supposed to go to college? Something like that. And his parents were, like, really cared about him and just wanted it. Well, it, I think it, I also heard, like, he didn't have a very good relationship with his dad or something. Was that what it was? I, I never read the book or something. Neither did movie, I. But. Didn't he eat a potato and died? Or something, something like, I don't know. He just went out to Alaska for a while. And then he, like, didn't, I don't think he lasted a full year, but I don't actually know. Yeah. But someone told me about it recently again, and that's just kind of what, why it was in my head. But it just feels like the same thing. It's like doing, like, these extreme things to make a statement on something, but. Yeah. Just because you're doing something extreme to make a statement doesn't mean you're doing a good job making a statement. I guess that's my main point of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry i was just thinking about another thing tyler tyler explains lincoln park lyrics (laughs) i want to get my ears pierced my parents don't understand me they're just can't you see that you're smothering me (laughs) (laughs) sorry that just came into my mind as tyler explains i think i like that assignment idea we're gonna do that but yeah we're going to have to backlog him. We don't get him on here often. Yeah. He's so busy. He so. is. Anyways, so moving on, something interesting that we've talked about recently. Now that we're on the music kind of discussion, so when we, we had, like, this New Year's party, and, like, a lot of, like, pretty much everybody that's ever been on the show was there for the most part, um, and we talked about best favorite, most influential music. Ugh. So, like, our opinion, so... The music that we thought was the best objectively, our favorite music, and then the music that we thought was most influential on ourselves. So I thought that would be a fun music topic because I know Logan last time also asked kind of a similar thing, like, except limited to the decade. And I think as we approach objectively, whether you think either if we're at the start of a new decade or ending a decade, what's, I think it'd be fun to kind of continue in segment throughout the rest of the year, just like talk about noteworthy things from this past decade but this it just pertained to our music taste so okay so like started off like yeah you started off and i think i'll get well this is like we've pretty idea. much already talked about this at the New so Year's it's party. what we talked about yeah essentially yeah, like, yeah okay so what okay. we think is the best music in our opinion i guess like generally album. speaking like yeah best album our favorite album and the most influential album okay of ours in general, just to kind of get us in that mind frame as like like influences you personally. Yeah, influences you personally. So, okay. pers- so, so I'll do mine first. So, best album I said was the self-titled Third Eye Blind album, the red one. That's as a like good- semi-truck yep. kind of life. My reasoning for that being God of Wine. It's the best Gilbert. album in my like in my opinion because. It kind of bridges that gap. It looks like a best of album. Yeah, it does. That's the thing. Like, it bridges that gap between people that love music and know a lot about music and people that are just, like, very casually listening to music. Yep. Every, like, both people in both camps agree that it's a great album and know the songs really well and listen to the songs very fondly. A yep. lot of the album, too. Yeah, pretty much the whole thing. Yes, yeah, so, like, your general, like, person that likes pop music, like, oh, yeah, Seven Trunk Kind of Life. I love that song. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a very, I love music conceptually and i like playing and understanding music i love that album too i love semi-trunk kind of life as well like it kind of bridges yeah. that and that's why i think it's the best just culturally everybody appreciates that album immensely yeah 
Are you going to, you can just yeah, name Yeah, I was just looking back. All. So that was best. My favorite is probably Angel Vivaldi's Universal Language album. It's, now, technically, that's an EP. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a I'm thing, sorry. too. That's also why it might be my favorite, because it's only it's, four songs, yeah. and you can listen to it really fast, and it flows really well. It Technically, does. it's remarkable. As somebody that doesn't understand music that well from a technical aspect, and I can still marvel at it. does understand it as well. Yeah. And like well, it's, I mean, there's pe- even people that understand it way more than I think it's, yeah. it's impressive. And it's also like, it's, it's an instrumental band, so there's no lyrics, and I think... That kind of benefit is to a point that you can get lost in it, which yeah. is really cool to me. But it's also one of those, what I like about Angel Vivaldi versus a lot of instrumental bands is he crafts a great song and it it's, it's easy for a casual listener yeah. to actually follow an Angel Vivaldi song. Not that this isn't a talented band, but take a band like Animals as I was leaders. about to make that same... That's a band right. where if you're not into that style, or even yeah, Pomegranate like Tiger, mm-hmm, that's like, too, like jam if you're bands expecting almost. like a structured yeah. song, like they're like those like, two bands like that make you can flow. Yeah. That, like those two bands make long songs, but also like up it's time just, signatures. It, like they change, like they do a lot of really. Like, yeah, Nikki was like listening to um, Animals. Physic- yeah, Animals as Leader, Physical Education. Like she was frustrated over like the time, like things that I didn't get because I don't have to understand. But like for her, it's just it's frustrating how they chose to do the different time signatures and change ups. And like yeah, that's a band where like listening to it, you can catch some catchy parts, but then you'll get lost by other parts just because it's just yeah. people that are being really good at making music, being really good at it for yeah. the sake of being really good at it. Like I would say, Angel Vivaldi is one of those. If you're like curious about instrumental bands. He's like one of the excellent first ones to to really check out because he keeps a structure. Yeah, he makes it approachable too. Yeah, like it's very a approachable. Lot more approachable. Like, hey, here's this song I like a lot by this instrumental band. It's really cool sounding, and you'll like it too because it's really cool sounding. And it's not like you're gonna lose track of yeah. like a sudden tempo change or yeah. a sudden. Like there's no like this weird like dissonance within the song that yeah. throws you off. So yeah, I would. Yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, so that's my favorite album or EP. I mean, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And then the one that was most influential on me is Demon Days by Gorillaz. Because senior year of college, I listened to some pop punk, but a lot of like your metal, metalcore area. Like a lot of really, like their heavier end of music. Demon Days by Gorillaz is, I remember being that band that pushed me into everything. It's like now my music taste is just all over the place. I love a little bit of everything. Yeah, when did you get into... Did I show you? That? You get. I got it from I you. Like I, you. I've had... always known about Gorillas, but like just the one time we were like trading music, and like I saw it, and I just kind of like added it to my iPod. Yeah, and like it was there for a little bit, and then like I started listening to it, and like wow, this is awesome. I like this a lot. And then that senior year of college, listening to that, that is why I listened to so many other things that are nowhere near like the genre of Gorillas, but I listened to because Gorillas got me into other things, trying like, like, other things. Yeah, it's like hey, this isn't metal, but I like this a heck of a lot. There are probably other things that are the same way. So I like a lot of other music because I listened to Demon Days first. So that would be my most influential. Yeah. I'm sorry, were, were those all three? Yep, that was, was all that three. All three? Yeah. Okay. Can you relay back to me? So what was the... there is I know, one I you think is question. objectively the best. Okay, yes. I'll start with that one. Yes. All right. So one I think is objectively the best... Uh, comes in the realm of like the hip hop and rap, 
and it's from like the 90s where it was always east coast west coast mm-hmm. feud and then out of uh, out of atlanta which <clears throat> they pretty much started the entire put atlanta on the map for rap and hip hop outcast uh, their second album at aliens mm-hmm. was just i between like the beats the the raps that Andre and Big Boy do, it just, I don't know. That that whole album to me is just, it's so unique and original. And at the time when it came out, it was, it just like, it blew so many people's minds. Like it was just, it was really different from what was being put out. Because I mean... You got to keep in mind when they put their first stuff out, like Tupac and Biggie were still alive. So this is like that time era, the East Coast, West Coast. Now, this album came out in 96. So I think it was like just a year after mm-hmm. both of those guys were murdered. But so it's around that time frame. But you look at all the people that came out of Atlanta, like Ludacris, T.I., I think that Travis Scott guys from Atlanta. There's a lot of people. Killer Mike. There's so many people that came out of Atlanta that I don't think it would have been as monumental if it wouldn't have been for Outkast. Mm-hmm. And to me, that AT Aliens album is just insane. I remember it's incredible. I think were we in elementary school when Outkast? It kind of got really big. Well, so Outkast was still big. I would say they had a mainstream pop. Yeah, hit. Like I think that was Hey Ya, probably. Hey Ya. Yeah. I think that yeah, that's when they were on my radar. But I just remember. And them I being... mean, what's crazy? That was their. Let's see. So they had Southern Playlist, Aliens, I think so. That was a double album. That was like their fifth album. Um, that's right. Yeah, that was a that was the, no, or was that their sixth album? No, that was their fifth. I just remember. Album. Yeah, I remember getting it. Your yeah, brother it was, had it. Yeah, I think it was my a brother. double album. Yeah, yeah, I remember because it was really when long. they they were both kind of going and Andre and Big Boy kind of were. You could tell they were influential wise they were both going different directions yeah. so the one was more of andre's and the one was big boy stuff um but like the ones i'm talking about someone had asked me so what were like the big songs of it and it's like i'm gonna be honest i was four years old yeah. when that came out so i don't know what songs played on the radio in atlanta or like on hip-hop stations yeah. but it's like i can tell you listening back like from hearing tupac and biggie and all the like the East Coast, West Coast stuff. And it's like, to me, the people I like the most have come out of, like, Atlanta and... Atlanta, probably number one. Brooklyn, probably number two. Um, as far as, like, that genre. Mm-hmm. So, AT Aliens for that. My personal favorite... Because I love AT Aliens, but I'm a big Bjork fan. Um, <laughs> I always get weird looks Good about old that. Scandinavian experimental. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, when she came out, she was probably first originally considered pop. She's now more alternative experimental. Yeah. Um, 
But Vespertine is my favorite. I would say is my personal favorite album. Um, start to finish, love the whole thing. And then most influential to me personally, based off stuff I went through through college, uh, is Hospice by The Antlers. So, and that, I mean, here's the way I'm going to put it. If you uh, want to be taken on a ride of just will make you sad. That's the interesting but, I mean, thing it's a about it. It's a compelling story. Yeah. It will make you sad, but musically you'll be enjoying yourself. Yeah, like, you'll enjoy it, but, like, I I listened to it so much and would just be, like, crying. Well, not quite, like, dripping tears out, but my eyes would be, yeah, like, so like, watery. Eyes, I looked yeah. like it, I was in pain. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm just listening just to this the album. Antlers. Just the antlers. So yeah, that's, that's what's interesting about that album. Because, like, typically, like, an album that makes you sad is melancholy-sounding. But, like, there's a handful of songs on that album don't are almost, come across as melancholy-sounding. Yeah, like, the, just the lyrics are. Yeah, the lyrics are, like, then, what's it, um, Bear do, and yeah, um, um, Two doesn't really have, like, that... Sylvia. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there, there's ones on there where it's almost like a... Yeah, like, it's, it's, yeah, it sounds like it... Out there and happy. Yeah, but, like, it's not lyrically. It's funny. But then they have the other ones where it's like, yep, they both match, and then those are the ones where it's like, oh. Yeah, Yeah. it's funny. Concept albums are interesting. I like, artistically, concept albums. Well, and that's, like, the concept of it all, like, literal interpretation, like, story, hospice caretaker, and a cancer patient. Actual metaphorical, like, all the songs are a metaphor for an abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, I was blown away by how much, and it, and again, what's crazy is if I wouldn't have, have met the people I met and got exposed to other genres, I would have never known about this album. Like, my friends, like, Marie and Henry and Aaron, like, they they knew this album. And I was just like, wow. Like, it just, it, I had never, I like, I had listened to co- uh, concept albums before, but never in, like, that style. Yeah. And it, like I said, blew I, my mind. Yeah. I think that leads me to an interesting kind of point, or commentary, or comment. I think it's cool. Well, which how, one is it? It's all of the above. Shut up, Jared. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Like when you think of a band that you listen to, like there always yeah. seems to be like a story of why. So like you like this is like well, yeah. this is the group of people that introduced me to this. And or, what's crazy is, I mean, it, it's weird that I never, I didn't even mention like technically who my favorite band was. Like yeah. as like the metalhead, like System of a Down. Yeah. Like, if you'd have told me before Vespertine, before I discovered that, I would have mm-hmm. told you, like, Toxicity, probably, yeah. for that one. Not that I don't still love System of a Down, like... Yeah. I'm not gonna... But... If I... It it blows my mind that I was, like, this close to not seeing... Being so open to so many genres. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully I avoided it, but it's like, 
now I've been going back. I've been on a pretty big like R and B kick. Mm-hmm. So it's like I was going back to like some of the Fugees, but even even some of like late nineties Destiny's Child or some of the early first stuff Beyonce put out. Like just from an R and B concept, it's voice incredible. Like the beats sound really good and just amazing voices. I, I mean, I got to credit the weekend because I kind of, yeah. I got, but now it's like I'm finding out about like Lauren Hill and like the Fugees, and just like a lot of a lot of ones that I was too young. The only thing I knew about Lauren Hill was she was in Sister Act two, and I think she was in well, was she in prison or maybe just jail? I don't know. She was in jail and Sister Act two back in the habit <laughs> on VHS. But I don't know. Well, I think, well, what I was, like, the point I was making was, so, like, I can ask you about Bjork, why you like Bjork, and you can give me, like, a story or a reason how you got into that band. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Like, music in general, I think a lot of us just have that subconscious remembrance of why. So, like, Animals of Leaders for me, like, I was in Pittsburgh, and I was on my iPad listening to Angel Vivaldi Radio, and then Animals mm-hmm. of Leaders came up. That's why I like yeah. that band. Or, like... System in the Down in high school, Jared liked that band, so I got into that band. I so, was like, everybody has, like, I pl- I, yeah, wow. like, there's not always, like, super interesting stories, but there's always, yeah. like, we have this way of, like, pinpointing how or when I got into this. And, and there are some bands where it was just, like, I saw them live yeah. before I'd ever actually heard them, and I was just, like... That was incredible. I must learn yeah. more about this band. I think it's, yeah, I just think fingers close. There's, like, this, like, thought or, like, history trail of, like, this is how I got into this band. Yeah. It could be, like, simple as, like, oh, I was just on Spotify and this came up. Yeah. It's, like, it's funny because the Bjork stuff, I knew I knew a couple songs. And then when she was at, and I also knew, like, how elusive mm-hmm. she is as far as performing in the u.s so when she was like one of the big names at bonnaroo that year i was like i have to see this yeah. like and henry and i went and just i was blown away by the set like i, I seriously i from that i like went and found everything i could on like her discography and i was just like because it was it was incredible and all over the place genre wise she had a whole Icelandic choir in the background and like a lot of the first part of the set was like some chill ambient stuff but then as it got dark outside that's when some of the techno stuff picked up and there was one where the choir made this like volcano shape and there were like flames and steams hmm. that shot up in the back it was just like holy shit I and this is all the same person. And she was almost 50 performing all of this stuff. I think she's like 52 or 53 now. Wow. I didn't realize she was that old. Yeah, she's old. <laughs> Her <laughs> debut album, she was 22 or 23, came out in 93. So, I mean, she's... Literally been around as long as I have as a musician. Yeah. She's literally has been performing longer because... That was her solo stuff. She did Sugar Cubes, and she was in some, like, punk bands growing up in Iceland. So, I mean, like, she's, as a musician, since she's been, like, eight, 9 or 10, has, like, released stuff. So, I mean, 40-some years, like, double our life yeah, that's funny. of music. 
but but to still like have that incredible voice and perform all the stuff she does i just i don't know by far a performance that it just blew my mind and i was just like i'm in love <laughs> now not in love in the sense of i'm gonna mail a bomb to her yeah that happened to her back in the late 90s or something some obsessed fan <laughs> tried to mail a bomb to her should make a psa for that it's okay to like a musician but don't mail <laughs> please a bomb. don't mail a bomb please to don't her. mail bombs to people yeah so all right cool so that was we'll probably even outside of music, I think it'd be interesting just to talk about like favorite things from like the past decade or so, yeah. or even just favorite things. Well, and I know cause... I'll be looking forward to when we have like Logan on again, or even like Lock Cave and Luke yeah. and Mike, because I know I know Logan had mentioned. I don't want to say which one it was specifically, but I know he mentioned like a Beach Boys album that yeah. was like a, he considered it ahead of. Yeah, his it's interesting. Time. Like people's just like perspectives on it. Like yeah. not like even like this isn't. But it's like I didn't even think about. Well, and he's the one, and I I do a hundred percent agree with him when he mentioned last week as far as the decade. So it was two thousand tens up through. I would say Kendrick Lamar was like mm-hmm. pretty much one of the most influential, and I know we talked about it at yeah, the New on Year's society party. generally on society, and I was just like, shit. I guess I think he's yeah. on. Yeah, I, a I, like, I agree. Yeah, that's a different question. Like influence on you and influence on society, and like that's we'll probably talk about this some more because I think it's cool oh, yeah. topics. And I, like, I do too, especially like it's not as a debate. It's just as like, all right, different people, different preferences. What does yeah. this person? Well, think yeah, because even if you don't cool. like it, because it's like. I wasn't initially really a Kendrick Lamar fan, but then when I heard, like, the last couple things he had put out at that time, like, Damn and To Pimp a Butterfly, and then I was like, jeez. I get it. This is, like, concept of an artist. I was like, this blows my mind. I really, it impressed me, like, lyrically and, and the whole social commentary behind it. But it also didn't feel like, um... Like, it was forced down my throat that it was making, like, yeah. a political statement. And that's always nice. That's... Because there are... Yeah. Very uh, heavy-handed. where it's... Yeah, it's very heavy-handed. Uh, we'll call it, I don't know, 12 Years a Slave. Yes. <laughs> like, hey, my we, are gonna, movie we are going to hammer this home to Hey, you. slavery's bad. Whap, 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 right in the forehead. I think Crash was, like, this, considered the same way. I never saw it. I never saw but it. But that yeah. one, I think many people were, like... Oh, I don't really like that movie now. <laughs> yes, there's a line in between making commentary and, in a good way or making it in a bad way. And, and hey, that let's line. what your ancestors are, did were bad. Let's put the shame on you as well. Yeah, very true. So I guess moving on from that, before we get into our next segment, we will take a short pause in the episode to have a quick segment from one of our sponsors. Yes. Uh, we are very excited yes. uh, as as I, people always been, trying to sell out. As people have have been longing to sell out, it is my pleasure to give our very first yes. word from our. So sponsors. we'll be right back from a commercial break. Yep. This week's episode of Table in a Basement is brought to you by new flavored markers, the markers that taste good. You've heard of smelly markers, the markers that smell good. Well, these are those, but also with taste. 
But Mr. Ad Reader, didn't markers always have taste? Well, to that we say, yes, but now they have good taste. <laughs> Before, the taste of markers was bad to show that you weren't supposed to eat them because they were highly toxic. New flavor markers are still highly toxic, but their taste is also really good now. Green apple, cherry, blue raspberry, cotton candy, so many flavors for you to enjoy. Our thanks to Flavored Markers for supporting Table in a Basement and great basement podcasts everywhere. And we have an exclusive code for you to get 30% off your first crate of Flavored Markers. If you go and enter the promo code CAPTIVE with a K and a 3, you will get 30% off your first crate of markers. That's promo code for Table in a Basement, CAPTIVE, K-A-P-T-I-V-3. Now... The important part about this is this special offer only applies to those of you calling in to Table in the Basement at our given number because you cannot buy these in stores yet because they're not officially approved by the FDA. Yeah, something about federal regulations in air quotes is frowned upon. So hop on this new offer or you may never get a chance to give them a taste. And we're back. Yes. Hello, everybody. So uh, to continue on our show... Um, I figured, like, a fun kind of thing, since it's now officially the year 2020, we can kind of talk of, like, I pulled up, like, a list or two of just things that are going to happen in 2020. We can just give our perspective on it. Okay, a nice little prediction. It. Yep. So the first thing that comes to mind immediately is just we have an election coming up that we've been gearing up for. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I don't think a lot of our candidates that we talked about are still in the running, but we, I also don't care enough to look it up. Yeah, I don't either. I just remember there was an old vine I loved. So there was... These were probably my favorites now that I think about it. The ones that would just be one guy playing all the characters. It's just this one black guy's like, dude, I can't believe Trump is in office. Did you go and vote? That's what that was for? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> just... So yeah, as we get closer to that, I think it'll be fun to kind of point out who's not doing well or who's just... Yeah. Who's, like, who's, like, making, like, really who's good impressions? Who's not doing well? The Democratic Party is, seems to be splintered. Yes, which also something interesting. I'm sure more things with his impeachment will happen, but either yeah. way, I think that'll be fun, kind of just this election, because there's just always just people that should not be running that are running, and that's really the most fun for me about elections. Yeah. Just, I think the best is... People are just now talking about how the Democratic Party, like, it would be really divisive and not good if Bernie got elected. Guys, we're not talking – I mean, yeah, there's crazy policies, but we're you got to see the bigger picture. This man needs help. This man is – Help Bernie. You're thinking about yourselves. You should be thinking about him. There's a reason he came to work without his pants on today. Dementia. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Are so, yes. we – I feel like we're the only two seeing this. Like – they think there's this just radical old guy that is just out of his mind. And he is, but it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's not quirky for the sake of being quirky or, like, making things – like, changing things up. He's yeah. mentally not well. So. Yeah. Alzheimer's is a monster. Yes. So another thing in this list, Amazon will open a cashierless supermarket and pop-up stores. So a brick and mortar store. Yes, a brick and mortar Amazon shop that does not have a cashier or anything, which one how do you deal with theft with that? Like that is just like a no brainer. Like they better have some pretty intense security things. Yeah. Armed guards. 
<laughs> also, like, imagine, like, the person that comes and, like, kind of hold up the cash register and just there's no one in there. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> I would love, like, Amazon has been this most innovative, incredible thing. It's, like, causing so many stores to close down and they just, this new announcement. We're going to open a stores. A physical location. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I guess, like, some new. Like, people don't understand. I think what I appreciate about Amazon is, so you take this really weird nonsensical idea of, like, having a brick-and-mortar store with, like, no cashier. Like, yeah. this, really, this doesn't really make sense, but they just do it anyways. Let's see what happens. Let's see. We can do it. We, We're have, enough money to, we have enough money to botch this. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, Jeff Bezos and his... I mean, he had enough to pay his ex-wife. She's a billionaire now. And still have a cashierless store. Yeah, it's crazy. I so. thought you said cashewless the first yes. time. I was like, no cashews. No cashews. Planters. Planters. Salt and nuts. <laughs> so, um, we have another royal wedding coming up. Prince oh. William and Kate Middleton are getting married, which is exciting, Wait, I guess. Didn't they get married? According to this, they haven't. Maybe. Wait. Kate Middleton. Well, so no, sorry. Prince William and Kate Middleton were married back in April 2011. Well, Will's younger brother, Prince Harry, married a former actress, so that was followed by. Oh my gosh, who's getting married? Just tell me, article. I don't know who's getting married, but but there will be another royal wedding. Yes, I, I see this happening because right now the whole royal family's in like chaos apparently, all because the Harry and Meghan want to go to Canada and balance their life i don't know which i okay so i'm so okay with that i'm because insane what i just don't understand how pretentious like i guess the the royalty thing is or british media but it's like they're treating this like an errant missile was shot at a plane yes it's so silly it is because that's way worse so this is the one time you'll ever hear me endorse The View in any sort of positive light, because I think that show is just chickens clucking. But The View, okay, so they did... Come on, man. Whoopi. <laughs> I don't care. I love it. Well, so I hate... I, I like hate. Whoopi Goldberg. I don't like that that's where she went. Yes. I, if you'd have told me my girl, my center square on Hollywood squares would be, be on the view. the view. Of it. So, no! Generally speaking, just so make it very clear, I don't like The View as a show. I think it's just senseless gossip and chickens clucking but i like we turn the the view the only thing the view is good for is making my dog think there are people home <laughs> so we t- we turn the tv on it happened to just be the view because like it was on the news earlier that morning so the view was on and, like as i was leaving i just heard them talking about this and like they were talking about how much hate like what's it who was the bride megan Yes, Ma- how much hate Meghan Markle got? Chick from Suits. Yeah, so, like, Meghan Markle got, like, a ton of hate from, like, the English public just for, like, random silly things. Like, there's, like, a lot yeah. of, like, really, like, mean articles written about her earlier on, and now she's leaving. People are like, why? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Like, yeah, you guys are jerks. Like, of course, I, I would leave, so. Small thing, The View brought that up, which I thought was a good point. But at yeah. the same time, The View, well, the other turn thing. it off for your cat. But, yeah. Like, people did bring that up, and it's just like, yeah, they have been in the tabloids and very negative, and Prince Harry was like, I don't want to be a part of the machine that got my mom killed. Like, <laughs> or he said his mom, because yeah. they're British. Yeah. Yeah. But my I mom. mean, that is true. Paparazzis did chase yes. her into yeah, a tunnel. Like, hey, you so, guys got my mom killed. Yeah, and then I feel like, wait, we did? Well, that's not fair. Come on, you're splitting hair. You've got to let things go at some point. <laughs> 
Oh, paparazzi. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly kudos for them. Like I would leave that situation. I would leave too. too. It's just so much nonsense with being in the world. Especially now if like now you have um this whole thing with um having to disown the one guy because of his relation Oh, to, Prince Edward. Yeah, and- Prince Edward because of his relation to Weinstein or Epstein. Uh, Epstein. One of the Steens. Yeah, supposedly. The Bernstein uh, Bears. Epstein gave him like a 14 or 15 year old girl. Yeah, really shady thing. Yeah, I would not want to be a part of that yeah. either. And then like, yeah. I'd leave too. So, and it's like Leslie Nielsen said in The Naked Gun, for no matter how idea we think it, or no, no matter how silly we think the idea is of having a queen. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the I love The Naked Gun movies. I do too. They put them on Netflix. Yeah, I saw that. I watched, uh, okay, this was another topic I had and I feel bad for it. I hate in the movie, like, okay, I hate in hindsight looking back now, and this goes with a lot of things. I hate how good Mr. Cosby made me feel with, like, the Cosby show. Yeah. The kids say the darndest thing now knowing he's a monster. Um, I hate, uh, I'm sure there's other ones. I hate in that movie that I'm rooting for O.J. Simpson to recover in The Naked Gun <laughs> when he's, like, in a coma. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, in hindsight, this guy is a monster. It, yeah, it goes, it goes back to the R. Kelly conversation. How yeah. beloved yeah. he was. Yeah. And it's, like, on, there, on the screen, he's a funny, entertaining guy. Yeah. And it's like, shit. Yeah, it's... It's back to the R. Kelly thing. Can yeah. I can I enjoy this the same way? Like you, well, I guess I can't, obviously, because I'm going to think about it. But can I find some enjoyment in this person still? Like crap. Yeah, I, it's, I feel bad saying that. It's like at least in the moment when I was watching the movie, I had to remind myself this guy's yeah. this guy's bad. Yeah. So aside from that, I think you can. I think that's an interesting kind of contrast. Can I? Liking a character in a movie is not the same as liking the person in real life. So, like, yeah, I liked yeah. his role in The Naked Gun, but he is a person I don't like. Heroin, Frank! Uh, that's a pretty tall order. You're going to have to give me a day or two on that. Oh, Naked Gun. So, um, Star Trek's legacy... Star Trek's legacy... Star Trek's legendary Captain Picard will turn for a new series, which enforces the point that there is no creativity left in television. Is that Shatner? Uh, no, that's... Uh, Patrick yeah, it's Patrick Stewart. So, Logan, it's just, hey, fans don't like new things. Let's I, bring back the old things and make money. There, there's been so much. 2019 was full of fan service. Yes. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Fan service. Yeah. They brought back certain shows. They kind of pigeonholed certain plot lines. I don't know. I, I know I'm saying that very broadly, but even the whole, like, they brought Will and Grace back. There's been the talk of them bringing a Friends back, Fuller yeah. House, all those. It's, I guess these are more than just 2019. It's been a few years. Yeah, it's it's a been trend. a weird string of... Which I think it's... I guess it's fine because it's... Enjoy what you want to enjoy, but at the same yeah. time, on a creative aspect, it makes me sad because yeah. I would like to see Honestly, new things the, being written. Yeah, the vibe I'm getting is if you're not dead, we're going to try to bring you back. Yeah. Like, it, I'm sorry. If you're not dead in real life, yeah. we're going to try to bring you back. If your character was dead in the show, no, nah, you're still full game to come back in. <laughs> the nostalgia. Yeah. If the actor's dead, yeah. So, yeah. Just um, grocery store labels will change to kind of emphasize when GMOs are used, apparently, which, small sidebar, I don't care about GMOs. I don't care if they're used, to be honest. Like, I get... 
What are GMOs? Like genetically modified organics, which if you really get down to it, most things at this point are genetically modified. There's not. Have they ever been on a fucking farm? Do you realize most of those seeds have been like yeah, genetically that's my modified point. to a help lot. yield higher crop yeah. and resist drought? That's my point, like, though. Get like, out of your hole. GMO is like this hot button thing that like gets like your typical like millennial adult all riled up. Like, oh, it's a GMO. I don't like that. I'd rather that. pay sixteen bucks for this. Yeah, like that's time. a thing. So like, yeah, some GMOs or like some products. <clears throat> that are genetically modified aren't going to be good for you. But that's not – a lot of the use of, like, the genetically modified things are for the good of society. So, like, yeah, yeah, so we can actually produce – Yield more – Listen, you giant fat jerks, we need to do this to make enough food to meet demand. Yeah. (laughs) We – there's over 7 billion people on the planet. Without GMO stuff, we're – Let's we say, got no shot. Okay, here. we can make it organic, but it's going to be more expensive, and then you're going to pout about that and then not buy it because it's more expensive. Well, and also probably not going to have enough to feed. Yeah, <laughs> it's just – it's silly. Yeah. I think people get all riled up for it without having much of an understanding of, like, what it actually means. Yeah. Um, NASA will send living things into deep space for the first time since 1972, which I just we've talked about this. I, I don't, don't fucking like that. care about space travel. Don't I don't. That's the thing. I don't want... I don't give a shit. Don't send living <laughs> things into deep space because you don't come back. Because deep space, there's not an end to deep space. It just gets deeper space. You well, you know, forever. hypothetically in 2025, if we could do the... the, the colonize Mars, how about we learn about what's in the fucking ocean first? Why don't we save the planet? Yeah. Why don't we, like, make some changes to society to the point where we cannot destroy our planet where we have to colonize Mars. Yeah. I would like Earth. I don't want to have to travel in space for years. To- I'd rather spend time discovering and learning more about our own planet because there's parts of it that are unchartered and the- we only know 5% of the ocean. Like, hey, how about we start there? Yeah. Instead of spending, of well, we spent $30 billion to send this rocket up to the moon, but hey, we shook hands with the Russians up there. So you know what? Cool beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's some things we could be doing. Explore the ocean, figure out how to get rid of all the plastic waste in the ocean. Do some things to help the Earth, please, because I'm terrified of the future. <laughs> yeah. I'm just always afraid of global warming. I mean, warming. I'll be long dead before any of the repercussions probably hit me, even though they probably are hitting right now. But, I mean, I feel like I'll be dead before the really bad ones But, hit. man, is it nice out today. It is beautiful. <laughs> 60 degrees out on January 11th. Yep. Um, so, a total solar eclipse will occur in mid-December. Which is really cool, especially when it's cloudy. I was going to say where? Ecuador? So you have to wait until until mid-December. I don't see it saying... Papua New Guinea. Moon Central Shadow will take just 24 minutes to cross Chile and Argentina. Yeah, Chile and Argentina. So that's always disappointing. There's going to be a total eclipse over in this really far... Oh, uh, this is exciting. The Olympics, though. Uh, We both love the Olympics. Okay, I am so excited. One of the best things about dog sitting at Josh's house was just watching the was Olympics. Colin and I just going and watching the Olympics. So, yeah, I love the Olympics. So that's actually legitimately exciting. I am so excited. That's for like the, the one time like I really feel like excited to be like to like root for America. It's like just something about it. Like yeah. oh, like I don't I don't care about Paul's right now. This is my Amer- These are my guys. This is my yeah. team, and I'm rooting for them. Oh yeah, give me 
Simone Biles. Like. Yeah, it's like like in soccer, people are like, oh, I'm a Brazil fan, or I like Germany soccer team. Like in like in the Olympics, like, oh no, American teams. We're Americans. Vote for the American guy. And like, yeah. I get excited for it. Like especially like I remember well, and, like and when, all these crazy sports. Like I didn't know this existed, but yeah, go that guy. Yeah. Like when Ledecky was like swimming and like crushed at the last Olympics. Like I remember like I verbally like cheer like yes because like I was yeah. excited. It's like something about the Olympics just like gets me pumped. Well, some of those events, and I think they're bringing uh, surfing and like skateboarding. Or yeah. Yeah, and a rock climb will be in it too. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like there's climbing. actually some really cool. Yeah, stuff. like they're expanding and adding more stuff, and it's, it's just fun. I like it. I love the Olympics. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I actually like. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being in a vegetative state watching the. Oh my gosh, if I can find a way to work out while watching the Olympics, ride the bike, man. I'm gonna be in heaven. Ride the bike. I don't have TV here. Oh well, you can. No, that's the thing though. I'm, Online. Yeah, you can pay for, like, if you get, like, a Roku streaming stick, that's what I have. You can just, like, pay for the CBS app for that Uh length of time and just watch it there. Or, yeah, NBC, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, you you can get around this, dude. Being in the middle of the forest, you can watch the Olympics. All right. I'm glad. Uh, so, um, Green Day will release a new album, and wow. what's it? Isn't, uh... Haven't they released, like, three or four that people yeah, don't like, care been, about? There have been other bands, like Rage Against the Machine is coming back, and they've been gone for a long time. I think yeah, that's far more interesting. reuniting at Coachella. What's it? My Chemical Romance is coming back. My Chemical back. Romance. So, yeah, um, a new... All right, here's comes back okay, to Okay, but, them. no, what I'm saying is, I'm pretty sure, like... Green Day put out three albums in like a yeah, year or they're, something they're, recently. I've never really considered them to not be relevant because they've released stuff recently. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Um, here's a new Ghostbuster movie will come out. Oh, boy. Which doesn't matter. Just, it goes back to the Picard thing. This is not something new. But um, Paul Rudd's in it, which I, I like Paul Rudd. Rudd. I really do. Apple will release the iPhone 12, which I don't need to hear about. Of course, they're going to release something new. Who cares? And same for the Samsung. You I know, I'm thinking about upgrading to the seven. I have to say, we maybe. both have, we both still have fives. Yeah, so we don't care about that. Lady Gaga will have new music, which I don't care for Lady Gaga. I really, feel like but. the last couple ones people have been really excited for, and then didn't go out and buy and supported it. Support your artist. Yeah. What's it? Yahoo is going to open a time capsule. Now I will. She is someone though. Again. When I was in my ignorant metalhead stage when she came out, I didn't understand how actually talented she was. Mm-hmm. And I watched, like, a thing of her doing all this crazy stuff, and I was like, okay, she's got a great yeah. voice and dances. And then she went over and played this crazy piano. I was like, oh, and she can play music. Jeez. <laughs> all right, she's talented. Yahoo will open up a time castle that's 14 years old, which is not, not an impressive feat. It's 14 years old. Like, what are they going to pull out? Like, oh, yeah, I remember that Halo 3 came out. Oh, yeah, Halo 3 came out. I just played that the other day. (laughs) Uh, The Hunger Games has a prequel. I don't care that much about. Yeah, is it going to have that chick in it? Jennifer Lawrence? (laughs) It's going to be a book, I think. Oh, maybe I didn't read it. I don't really care. I don't. I never saw the movies or books. A lot of these things... Re- yeah, saw the books. Are just things I don't care. Like, there's, like, a live-action Mulan comes out. Like, that just comes a back to, like... A live-action what? Mulan. Like, I get it. Why? That exi- this Stop exists. it, Disney. Like, we've already done this. Stop I've seen this it. movie. I don't need to see it. it. I don't need... Like, yeah, like... I don't care. This is by MS. That's just MSN. a cash grab. Like, yeah, it's like Mariah Carey is releasing her memoirs. Like, I don't care about Mariah Carey's memoirs. Now, she's someone also incredible voice. Yeah, she has these incredible books, but, like, in her memoirs, I'm not interested in. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, and maybe, I'm sure as a person, like, I think every person is at, is interesting when it comes yeah. down to it. Everybody's so different that they're interesting, but, like, Mariah Carey as a person, I don't... That's not I'm something not you're seeking yeah, out yeah, for. Yeah, I'm not... Do your music, that's fine, but... 
Yeah, a lot of this list is boring. Jupiter and Saturn will be closer together than they've been in nearly 400 years. Whoa! Wow. Cool. These giant space rocks are going to be millions of miles apart, but they'll be less millions of miles apart. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, this isn't a great list, but... I mean, at yeah, least there's lots of snow. There's lots of 2020 things that happen. The yeah. NFL will mark its centennial. Great. What? What does that mean? It's 100 years old. I thought Hun- it was 100 years old. I guess this year, according to this album, it will be 100 years old. Oh, I guess the season will be... I don't know. Hey, man, I mean, it's still the same. Brain injury's a bitch. A <laughs> hundred years. Isn't of... it better, though, back a hundred years ago when we didn't even think about that we stuff? We didn't know about it. We just had gladiator yeah. fights. <laughs> gladiators. American gladiators. The real gladiators. So, yeah. I think we've probably exhausted this list to the point of it being interesting. It's just, here's a movie, and here's another movie that you've seen before, and yeah. here's a sequel to a Is movie Is there a Terminator coming out? No, I just saw... Is Avatar 2 finally coming out? No, what's, I just saw... Well, See, to me, that's the definition of a movie. At this point, like... The Sonic movie comes out. Oh, oh yeah, that got finally because of that crazy... everybody thought it looked terrible, which it did, and then they re design Sonic. And so what, is he just going to be an actual cartoon now? He Never looks more like he did in the actual cartoony games, but yeah, like most of this isn't real interesting. Yeah. Here's, uh, Tupac have a new album. <laughs> yeah, Tupac. Yeah, a lot of it's just like things that we've seen just happening again. So like Daniel Craig will be James Bond again. Like I don't care about that. That's not interesting. I want to see interesting things that will happen, not just random nonsense. Yeah. So yeah, I think okay. That's this list. Now, well, okay. Now, what's going to happen in our 2020? As in, what do we think is going to happen? What I think is going to happen. Okay, that's much more interesting than that. I was entirely reading that list. I was getting honestly frustrated of just how inconsequential most of those things were. Um, things I think will happen. Um, some new social movement that will like raise a prize and make people angry. Okay, and a handful of rich. People and very influential people in society will get knocked down into being hated and despised. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're a little overdue for someone. Yeah, let's say we've had, like, Me Too is now a little bit out of our vision. Like, it's it's been a little bit since the Me Too movement happened. Um, We're still feeling the aftermath, but there, there has to be something new to raise outcry justfully, but also... Yeah, I no, I think we are overdue for a celebrity to get... Because now they're even starting to reach desperately, like, oh, Justin Timberlake got shit-faced and held some random chick's hand. Is yeah. he cheating? That's the thing, though. I think it needs. we need to get a new thing so we can actually expose the people that should be exposed and not and sit not there and... Not someone that not made split a drunken hairs. mistake and then apologized. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, we need to... We need to make a new public outcry so someone else that needs to be held accountable for something is so we can stop picking on other people that don't need to be held accountable for silly things. Yeah. Um, what could we possibly, well, I guess, what are we predicting could happen? All right. Um, let's see. Do we want to be happy with this or not? Uh, Any of the above. Maybe something, I feel like the fast food industry 
people have tried really hard to knock it down a few pegs, but it hasn't worked. Like, yeah. the Super Size Me movie came out and be like, oh, yeah, McDonald's food isn't good for you. I didn't know that. <laughs> but, like, McDonald's is like, oh, no, now we're healthy, but you're still not healthy. Look, like, look at the calorie counting your salad. Well, that's why I love that Hardee's just fully embraces that they're unhealthy. Hey, we're terrible for you, but, hey, we're delicious. We're here to, you're here to enjoy this. You're not here to be fucking healthy. Say, you don't. That's not why fast food exists. But something needs to happen to make people... Um, so fast food wise, I think they'll discover that the meats is like have HGH. Well, I was thinking like it came from like a questionable, like it's not actually power chicken. Actually meat. It's like orphans. Okay. People are rounding up orphans. All right. I like it. I mean, I don't like hearing that, but I, 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 I can see it, it happening. I can see it happening. Big money. Yes. <laughs> big, big business. Or like. Um, I think an incident is going to happen in the Middle East that's going to upset people. Again. Again. The Middle East just never gets a break. Yeah. So, you think World War III is going to happen? According to all the memes, it already is happening, but memes, yeah. people are stupid. Probably not. No. I, I think, honestly, we're better than that. Uh, maybe that's what they said during World War Two, though. Well, I think society is too inter like countries are like on a global scale too together. We're too intertwined. Like it's there will never be a reason for us to have a world war unless it, like something extreme. World would have War Two was some of the last ones where yes, there was a lot of globalism, but there were still countries that were isolating themselves. Yeah, yeah that's very few and far the case. The countries that are very isolated now are a lot of your more impoverished third yeah. world ones. All the advanced countries that, in my opinion, feasibly have enough to start a war. Yeah. I think we're going to see, like, a new term for war come out. Like, mm-hmm. like we kind of have trade wars already, and, like, we have, like, terror. Like, we're going to see just, like, war not so much in, like, a violent sense, but in, like, a us trying to smack each other on the wrist in terms yes. of just, like, exports and imports and, like, sanctions. Like we're, we're, like, we're already seeing that. I just think, well, like, a new term will come up to describe, like, that kind of war new taps. warfare. War taps. War taps. So I think, yeah, I think that's, we'll never see an actual world war, like, we understand it to happen again just because, like, we're too dependent on each other and, like, too much, we have too much stock in each other's nations from a financial level. To do well. Anything to happen. Like, I think, like, somebody will have to launch a nuke at somebody else unprompted to, like, actually trigger any sort of, like, real yeah i agree with that like all like everything that happened with like the embassy and like as tragic as it is that people like dying over there just from just like like countries taking matters in their own hand like killing like ambassadors of another country or like doing like terrorist actions like that is a tragedy but i don't think we're gonna see something like that cause an actual like large scale scale. yeah like a global scale war i don't think that'll happen like we'll see more armed conflict but i don't think we'll ever see like a world war three as people Understand. Have it. been saying since two thousand, yeah, or whatever, yeah, ever since like Afghanistan, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I don't know if that's just even more realized now, but we've been talking about like, oh my gosh, is that going to be a World War Three? There's unrest in the Middle East, but it's like there's been unrest yeah. and turmoil in the Forever. Middle East since pretty much the dawn of recorded yes. time. Yes, there's always been wars happening over there. There's been how many empires rise up and then rise down. Sorry, not rise up and then fall down. And During Vlad the Impaler's time and even before him, the, the Turks and the Ottoman, Empire, yes. the Ottoman Empire and yes. like there was just 
Yeah, uh, just a lot of a lot of turmoil. Yeah. Um, what else interesting could happen? Like I could say, like, oh, Marvel will release sixteen movies this year, and Disney Plus or Disney. This, okay, so Disney is going to buy another giant property. Okay, Disney buys because Netflix. they can. Oh, that'd be interesting. Hulu Plus. Sorry, not. I mean, Disney owns Hulu already, so Hulu and then Netflix or Disney Then buys. they're just going to call it Monarchy Productions. Yeah, just no one's going to care because they like The Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda is just a great property. Oh, my. Baby Yoda is going to get Me Too'd. Ooh. The actor or a voice actor for him. The puppeteer. Yeah. Just like Elmo. Yeah, just like Elmo. Except no one remembers it. Yeah, that one really did slip under the radar. Because it's not a face. Besides the face true. of Elmo. Like, I don't know what the guy that did Elmo looked like. Yeah. I just know he was not a good person. Boy, Sesame Street dodged a bullet there. Subway's still feeling the ramifications of Jared. They, like, dropped off the map as yeah. far as marketing. Well, that, that's, they, that I mean, was when you marketing. base your entire thing on a guy Monkey. turning his life around who turns out to be a monster. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's got to be somebody in that level. Well, of that, like, notoriety where you just think this person's amazing and... Okay, well, okay, let's... Who are some people that have that level of notoriety? Who are some people that are just really just very fondly from progressive? I don't think her quite as much, though. No, I've actually heard she's a really nice person. But I, I mean, even someone along those lines... Just who's somebody that, like, in the media, like, nobody can say anything bad about? Anderson Cooper? Maybe. Uh, I mean, what if, like, Mr. Rogers turns out to be a monster? Like, I would be devastated by that. Oh, yeah. It turns out, like, Mr. Roger was, like, a Nazi secretly. Yeah. Or, like... That'd be a bummer. Well, and especially after Tom Hanks just did all this stuff. Yeah. Um, hmm... And that would really that would shake things. That would make me sad. Yeah, make me sad if Tom Hanks ended up being a monster. Yeah, that would be. Um, Who's some of the just like outside of like media though? Outside I guess like, of like just outside of like acting and okay. Um, well, I mean, you could always do the athlete. Okay, those are what those. athlete is going to fall from grace this year? Like we've like we've lost them. Uh, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, Lance. Oh man. For just, like, justifiably doping. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> no. I was gonna, yeah, never mind on that one. He kind of had that naturally. Uh, maybe Tiger Woods? What? <laughs> <laughs> Again? <laughs> Again, Tiger. Tiger. But maybe another golfer. Like, in the in that vein. No, I don't know if you know any specific names. Of I golfers. don't. Like, Phil Mickelson is a golfer, and I, I don't think anybody's ever going to be near the level that Tiger Woods was. Yeah. Ever again. Um, Who's, like, a child actor that people... Oh, okay. Uh, oh, Like, the Stranger the, Thing kids oh turn my, out to be in, like, a sex cult? Yeah, or that uh, Greta, whatever, oh, activist, she turns... She, she turns out she to be... litters. <laughs> turns out that she litters. Like, something really inconsequential. Or, or something really extreme, like she's. Oh, I. No, she, she wants. She has a picture. There's a picture of her from a play in blackface. 
Okay. Greta Thunberg. She, she's really hardcore about saving the environment, but, like, as far as human rights goes, she's awful. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, this horrible racist. Yep. That would be interesting. Um, we find out Donald Trump has a sensitive side. <laughs> he writes a poetry book, and it's actually really good. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's actually amazing. And just, like, every, every person on the left side, like, it brings them to tears. But, like, yeah. both sad tears and, like, heartfelt tears but also angry tears that he has this human side um the donald trump poetry book (laughs) (laughs) we find out toyota has a work culture where if you have a bad idea that leads to a recall you have to commit seppuku (laughs) (laughs) classic samurai (laughs) the shape cut in your abdomen Okay, back to, like, call back to the beginning of the segment, samurai culture comes back in a big okay, way. Okay, like, revival. Just, like, like, there's, like, a revival in samurai culture where just have, like, just, like, wandering samurais. Or, like, militaries, like, start training samurais or, like, have, like, this, like, old, like, feudal lord system come back, which would be, would never have would be super interesting. I would love to see that in 2020. Yeah. Just the samurai culture comes back and just... Because then ninjas would come back, too, to fight the samurai when they got oppressive. Everything comes back around. Oh, yeah. Everything I mean, comes in a circle. Highways and jeans are back. Samurais are about due. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> it's been... I mean, we briefly had some of the ideals revived in World War II. Some of those generals were like the des- descendants of samurais. But we haven't had it in a positive light in a while. So, I what? think it's overdue. Yeah. Okay, a different thing. What I think we're going to lose a major species. Oh, but yeah. in a very unexpected way. So like, oh, like polar bears were down to like a very small number. So we're going to get all the polar bears and take them to like a new refuge where they'll be safe. And then they get and then, cancer. Like as they take them on the refuge, like the plane crashes. <laughs> and all the polar bears all at once. Just gone. Gone. No more polar bears in the wild. What is it they say? We lose a so-and-so amount of species every year of like... Due to extinction. Yeah. But some of them were never discovered. I, I don't know. There's a lot of things out well, there. Well, thing with... So, we could argue... So, kind of playing devil's advocate. Like, I don't like that species become extinct. But at the same time, if we're... From a scientific standpoint... Good. Uh, th- well... Like, if you come to, like... If you look at just, like, this idea of, like, natural selection. And, like, the survival of the fittest. Yeah. Okay. If that thing died off, okay. It's not... It's not meant to survive because it can't adapt to like what we. Well, you're seeing some of the issues with like pandas. Yeah, like pandas genetically and from an evolutionary standpoint. Point. I think the reason we still have them is because we think they're cute. Yeah. Like once again, like I'm not endorsing this point of view, but like if you want to get, if you want to take it from a scientific standpoint, we shouldn't be trying to preserve these things that can't survive. Like technically, from is in terms of like how we understand, like from a very like. Mechanical scientific viewpoint, we shouldn't be preserving species because if they can From can't, an inhuman standpoint. Yes, yes. From a human standpoint, I like pandas. They're cute. From a scientific standpoint, let's just let them die because they can't survive. Yeah. <laughs> I don't endorse more, that, but... It's way better to be humane. I feel like that's a very reasonable point of view to have if you're just like... Yeah. In terms of just like a scientific society. I, technically, yeah. Yes, I think that's... Okay, that's funny, too. Just like... 
society trying so we want to be human like we want to be like empathetic and love but at the same time we also really value our science a lot yes that like, is an excellent i feel point. like that's one of the things that doesn't really coincide well with the two like you can definitely like even in terms of science and religion you can definitely like bridge the gap because that's something i have to figure out how to do as somebody that's both religious that, and science yeah, somebody that like is same here yes, same i here. like jesus but also science is important too so like yeah you I'm in bridge, the same boat. Yeah, there yeah. are ways you can bridge those gaps. There are things that don't that also clash with this. So it's trying to figure out how you do those things. I think the same way with like that idea of having a more empathetic society, but also a science. There's yeah. like the people when uh, the Blue Planet came out and they showed the mom whale with the killed calf and she was dragging it around and they were just like, we have to save our planet. It was like, well. The global warming thing didn't have to do and orcas came and killed that calf. Yeah, like whatever. that was from another species. Like it's just like, that was just something that happens in nature. Yeah, like, how we do you gotta save our planet? Well, no, you gotta understand that's also just nature. Yeah, like how do you bridge that gap between like, okay, science says that things are going to die and like you have to just let it happen, or also I care about these things, I don't want them to die. By caring about them and doing something, are you screwing up nature more? You're screwing up the food chain. Yeah, like, are you... Yeah, so, like, what damage are we doing by letting these other species... Like, protecting these other species from being hunted down by other... Like, I think it's... The way I see it is if it's one of those where humans drove it near extinction, I don't mind help... I don't think it's wrong to help them get numbers up. I would agree. If it's something that's just happening naturally to the species, like, pandas are useless. Trying to play God and... Pandas are useless. There's nothing we can, like, we should, we're wasting so much money and effort into saving them. Yeah, they're cute. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. Like, they're cute. But also, kind of like. But it it is one of those, yeah, you could argue laws of nature. Yeah. And based off all that. I mean, think of all the species that have thrived for millions of years and are now extinct. Yeah. Hello, dinosaurs. Yeah. So, kind of, to address your standpoint, so. That idea that, like, we as humans are pushing towards extinction, once again, I don't endorse this viewpoint, but you could also argue we as the dominant species have a right to do that. <laughs> okay. So the fact that these things aren't adapting and surviving... Shame on let them. them. Yeah, let them die because you have other things that are. So, like, hyenas are, like, making their way into towns and, like, learning how to live off of scraps and kind of how to adapt to urban environments. And, like, you see that in lots of species are learning to take these new urban environments and make it their own. If they're not doing that, they can't figure it out, then they should die because once again, like the environment changes, you have to learn to adapt to your environment. Yeah. I don't subscribe to that, but at the same time you can make I think you, you technically can, could make you that could argument. make that argument too. Like, oh, these things can't survive the way we've made them. Well too bad, because other species can and those are the ones that are going yeah. to survive and deserve to. Yeah. No, it is I do find it fascinating because it's like the same people that will say protect nature, protect the environment, get upset when they see footage of something brutally killing something for its meat. Yeah. Or. Like, that's nature. No, you got to understand that's nature. It's like. This has to happen. Yes. Save the whales or ethical treatment of that. But don't be mad when there's, like, a predator that comes and tries to kill this certain thing. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, orcas. Oh. Orcas are aggressive. Orcas kill everything. <laughs> yeah. I remember I learned that by from Zoo Tycoon. Yeah. Because if you put anything in Zoo Tycoon with a tank with an orca, the orca will eat it. Yeah. Every single thing, like sharks, jellyfish, orcas just kill things because that's their thing. Yeah. Well, cats do the same thing. Yeah, cats. Okay, yeah, cats too. Your house cat is the biggest threat to birds in America. Yeah. Like lots of species of birds have died because house cats are here because they're this invasive species. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, and they'll just kill things and practice their bite. Yeah. That's just but no, how it is. I, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think what we do, part of why this is such a slippery slope is we often see, like, if we see an animal with her young or we see a calf pr- being protected by a mother... We attribute human emotions and complex, complex human yes. emotions to these animals. Yes. Like, we, it kind of comes back to that empathy thing. Like, oh, I have a kid. This animal's kid just died. How would I feel if that was my kid? Like, yeah. you're projecting. Yeah. And so like, then you say, that animal's a monster. Yeah, like, that animal, like, no, that's not how it works because, like, like, the video, that really popular one from the one planet Earth of, like, the lizards running away from the snakes that were just, like, the freshly hatched lizards. Like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is really stressful. Like, the, that lizard's feeling the stress, but it's not feeling the concern that we would feel. Like, yeah. it's like, ooh, I need to get away from this thing. Like, that's, yeah. like, that's what it's thinking. And yeah. then the snakes are like, ooh, I need to hurt this. And the snakes are like, ooh, that's food. Yeah. Like, They're not like, I'm going to cause this thing so much pain yeah. to make it suffer. It's like, no, food. That's kind of what I like about the animal kingdom is it's just... It's so it, yeah. It's immensely simple. It's like this animal is not, for the most part, you could some animals have, have higher brain function as we yeah, found out. Yes. But there's a lot of animals like aren't though. They're not thinking of like they're they're not worried about tomorrow. Lizards like, in and mo- snakes are not. Let's say just like yeah, especially like, lizards Reptiles and snakes are just instinct. are just infinitely in the moment. Yeah, like it's not like oh if I get hurt I can't provide for my family. That's not a thought that crosses its head. It's like not I am alive right now and I'm going to try to be alive this next second. Yep. Every sense, like, I'm alive right now. Oh, there's something to eat for me to be alive. Yep, exactly. Yeah, so the animal can and be simple. No, I will admit, I think everyone's guilty of it, but it, you definitely see it in, with, like, the planet Earth or with some of that stuff. You, you see people attributing complex human emotions onto, onto something these that animals. Can't. Now, don't get me wrong, maybe that's a way to spread awareness of yeah. preserving the planet. So it's like... I guess there's some good to that, but then you also got to understand where to park it, where to put your limits, as in, look, Mm. you can feel that way, and, like, obviously this one's trying to nurture and care for young, but you got to understand human and, like, our brain, the complex things you're thinking of and all the scenarios and stuff. That's not going through that answer. I think, like, it's the most applicable also, in a situation with, like, domesticated animals. It, oh, yeah. So, like, piece of, like, PETA getting mad out of, like, cows and, like, their treatment. Like, so if we were to leave cows alone, they wouldn't do well because this is what the cow is now. Yeah. Like, cows need milk or they'll be in pain. What a cow is right now is something humans have genetically Yes, modified. like, this is... This is something that, like, has to be taken care of by us and has to be in this system for it to do well and to not be Most of them will die if they don't. Yeah. Like you, like, you can be mad about it, but that's how it is. So, like, pick your battles, and that's a battle you're going to lose. Yeah. Like, you could take all the cows and set them free, and wonder what will happen. They'll die because they don't know how to take care of themselves, and they'll be in pain because they're not being milked, and their udders are too full of milk. Yeah. Like, it's just all these things are going to happen that aren't good. Yeah. Mama's got a pump. Yeah. Pick your battles, and most of the battles you can't fight because you're going to lose it yeah because this is just how the world is no doesn't matter how many t-shirts you make or how much i don't know you raise your voice at people i love nature and i appreciate like the documentary stuff but even even the people that get anti-hunting and it's like you're killing an innocent animal it's like well no you got to understand you wouldn't be here if your ancestors wouldn't have hunted for food like don't don't consider so-and-so to be a barbarian just because they hunt 
Also, innocent animal, I think, is a weird term to give an animal because... Well, again, that's probably a human... Yeah, because, like... Not all animals are innocent. No, they're not. Well, that's another thing, too, though. What, what qualifies an animal not being innocent? Well... So, like, a dog bites somebody. Oh, we have to put that dog down because it's a mean dog. Like, no, it's a dog. It might be a dog that was raised to act like that, but, like, it's just acting at an instinct. Like, yeah. there's not... It's not a bad dog out of the fact that it's a bad dog. It's a bad dog out of the fact that that's its instinct is to bite and be mean. I think mean that's for... one of the blurred lines of there's still elements of nature that we try to give culture yeah. and human emotion and yeah. human things to. Yeah, because, like... That'd be my guess. Yeah. Like, I would make that argument that there's no such thing as a bad dog. There's just dogs that aren't well domesticated so yeah. like, the dog that's mean and barks and bites isn't bad it's just that's how it, it was raised nurtured. or trained or nurtured yeah. like it's exactly how it should be based on how you raised it yeah because like you can get a dog to freaking do a million complicated things because it's how you like raised it and like you went through the process of doing that yeah. the same way in the opposite and, like you can have a dog that's really mean and bites people out of the sense it needs to survive because that's how it feels it needs to act yeah so well, just like the people would try to domesticate tigers and bears and, like, these yeah. animals. Where, and then we're, like, shocked and appalled when one gets out and attacks. It's like, no, you yeah. got to understand, like... It's a tiger. <laughs> you know how that thing survives? Kills. It kills. And, like, oh, I need food? It doesn't need to be taught that it needs to kill for food or just do it. I remember reading, uh, there was a recent article it's actually probably now a year or two old india was having a problem of insurance fraud and this is only india (laughs) in the villages family members like that were too old and were expensive to take care of their families were literally just sending them out to the woods (laughs) to be fed on by the tigers get picked off it's terrible yeah that's horrifying inheritance i guess so i'm glad to know that america and other advanced countries we're not the only one where human greed or ideas get in your head so you can say you can make a lot of very critical remarks about american culture but we've never it's never been a condoned way like it's never been a condoned practice to send your elderly into the forest to be eaten that's like yeah it's almost comical how extreme that sounds i know that's like when i heard about that i was like wait what (laughs) So back to this animal thing, it's kind of interesting for me to think about instinct versus, like, training. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, we get mad when the dog bites because it hurts, but at the same time, its instinct is overpowering the training. Yeah. like, training is just, the way, training is kind of fighting nature a little bit, how I'm thinking about it right now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, you're, you're introducing something into its environment that it never would encounter but you're trying to introduce it and reward it. Yeah. Compliance yeah. by reward. Yeah, like my dog bites me. I'm mad at the dog, but I can't... I don't think, as I'm kind of pondering in my current mind frame, I don't think I can justifiably punish that dog for biting me because something is happening with that dog right now where it felt like it had to do that. Yeah. Interesting. I have no point for this. But I'm then just you end up hitting it. it or you discipline him and then he's like, I don't want to be in trouble like that again, so yeah. I won't do it. Well, that's the thing. Like... I remember my old husky we used to have, like, it was trained, like, it never bite. It was a super nice dog, but, like, there was this one time, like, I was, it wanted to be outside, and, like, I was trying to pull on his collar to get it in, and, like, it 
nipped me a little bit. Like, there was something that happened in that moment where, like, it felt like that was something it had to do. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I'm not sure where I'm going with it. I just like to... Neither do I. But... Food for thought for those of you out there listening. You know, from kids to nature, the world's a confusing place. It really is. And we're at our two-hour mark. A little bit more, actually. Yeah, we made space for the... Yeah. To check for the ad. so. So, I guess we can close off the show... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So yeah, thank you for listening to Table in the Basement. Um, have a good whatever it is you happen to be doing, and like and subscribe and all that social media stuff. Or I don't know, I don't help. know where I'm going with this. Help me, help us. Yeah. Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs>
Hides in the 